Welcome to, well, it's actually the afternoon, afternoon to Old Testament Thursday, Old Testament Thursday, and uh, you asked for it, so you got it. It is, this is kind of the uh, uncensored, <laughs> wake up to the word. Oh yeah, coming to you deep from the bowels of the bark still communication complex and uh, you know you're gonna get it today i'm telling you because the the subject matter <laughs> is unique here in the old testament today but before we get started you can go to wake up to the word.org get your own bible reading plan it is chronological and uh <clears throat> you can uh put your email in we'll email it right to you or now there's a new portal at our the church's website lifecoast.org and you can go to growing in your faith there and if you go to that drop down you will see uh wake up to the word you will see that in there there's now a link that you can go to and the bible reading plan is also there you can download it directly from our website our church website and uh we use this as a um Learning, growing, training tool, discipleship tool, also uh, for you to have more opportunities. So we are coming to you from seven different countries, and now we are not only on Spotify, we are on YouTube. And if you have not uh, gotten there, we haven't got all the episodes on there, but we're up in the about 20, 30 episodes that have been uploaded to YouTube. So uh, the podcast is available on YouTube. If you're just hearing it and it's easier for you to do YouTube than Spotify, then uh, tell a friend that they can they can see it on YouTube or Spotify. And you can get access to that from the Life Coast website at also, lifecoast.org, and go to uh, 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 growth and um, you can go there. Okay, we're going to get into the Word of God here and... Uh, it is uh, truly Let's get ready to rumble. time to rumble. All right, we're getting into this. We're starting at uh, chapter 23 of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 23, and we're reading through chapter 30. Hopefully you've done your reading this week, and you are on chapter 30. But you may have uh, wondered about a few things, and we, have, we will address them for you here right away in the um, in the reading. Uh, right away, right at the beginning of chapter 23, uh, we have no one whose testicles are crushed or whose male organ is cut off shall enter the assembly of the Lord. So if you don't think the Bible's interesting, then you just haven't been reading. So, <laughs> uh, this is uh, all about um, coming with the parts that God created you with. So, we could get into a whole cultural conversation about that, but we are still under the law here. So, we have to understand the different uh, approaches that are going on and what God wants for us <clears throat> and for Israel at the time. There was a pagan ritual. Um, 
and a lot of the kings did it in a lot of uh, different uh, uh, regions that part of uh, the worship, part of the, the uh, hierarchy culture was to have eunuchs. And eunuchs are those men who are, have had their um, male parts removed. Some of that was for the safety of their harems because they were very involved in uh, sexual acts, overt sexual acts. And so uh, they wanted those to be safe. So if, if you became one of those, if you entered into those, you couldn't go into the, enter into the assembly of the Lord. And that's not saying you can't, you can't be saved. That's not saying you can't uh, be part of, of God's people. But the assembly was when they all gathered uh, to come before the Lord. And in this time, in this era, uh, uh, God was there. Uh, the Spirit of God came in the presence with, the, uh, with Moses and uh, Aaron and uh, um, the, the high priest. So, so there was a holiness to that place. Um, so uh, then we come into the unclean camp. And this is, I've gotten some questions about this from some folks. And uh, so we addressed this as well. And so let's read that section, uh, verse 10 uh, and following. If any man among you becomes unclean because of a nocturnal emission, then he shall go outside the camp, he shall not come inside the camp. But when evening comes, he shall bathe himself in water, and as the sun sets, whoops, and as the sun sets, he may come inside the camp. You shall have a place outside the camp, and you shall go out to it, and you shall have a trowel with your tools and when you sit down outside you shall dig a hole with it and turn your back uh, turn back and cover up your excrement so uh, a couple of things going on here because you because you have to go outside the camp there's places for you to go to the bathroom that's the excrement on the outside but you're supposed to bury it but you're not supposed to come inside the camp if you have uh if you become unclean because of a nocturnal emission well uh some people have asked about this and this is essentially a an erotic dream of sorts okay or uh under the cover of darkness uh you have self-pleasured so i'm not gonna go into that a whole lot although i do get questions about this often as a pastor and does God not like this? Does and again, we're talking about sacred spaces here inside the camp. And God, it says later that God is going to walk through the camp. He wants a clean space. So in general, it's very hard for this to occur. Obviously, the the dream part of it, the the uh, sleeping part of it. If this happens in your sleep, not a whole lot you can do about that. But um, it's not something that God, it's God, not God's best. And so uh, we've linked you to an article that you can read in Jeff's Stack of Stuff. And it has that crude term in it that uh, uh, not nocturnal emission. I actually think nocturnal emission is kind of a, uh, a kind way to put it. But the, uh, the link I've put there has the other in Jeff's Stack of Stuff. It has that other term that we use for um, uh, uh, orgasmic evening activity. And so um, 
You look for that and go get yourself more information. You thought this was just going to be your average wake up to the to the word, but it, it, I'm trying to keep this as baseline as possible because we 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 don't uh, offer this out uh, in a podcast uh, that would have bad language for children. So uh, a kid could listen to this. So I'm trying to keep it at a place where we're understanding each other, but we're not using vulgar language. Okay, so there you go. Uh, it continues on. There's lots of different things talking about here, and especially in the sexual realm. And so, uh, none of the daughters of Israel shall be a cult prostitute, uh, and none of the sons of Israel shall be a cult prostitute. You shall not bring the fee of a prostitute or wages of a dog into the house of the Lord your God in payment for any vow for both for both of these are an abomination to the Lord. So, so you're not when you're giving your offering. God doesn't want offering from from when you're selling your body, uh, whether you're male or female. He, he doesn't want that. Uh, he he wants um, honest uh, labor, tithes from honest labor, honest, not ill-gotten booty, but uh, uh, ill-booten gotti. But he wants <laughs> he wants honest. Uh, tithes in offering, so <clears throat> not something that is a vi- uh, that's uh, that's vulgar before him. So, uh, all right, uh, concerning uh, divorce, this, we've had this subject before, and there's a, there is a link in Jeff's stack of stuff uh, to that, uh, and uh, so I would refer you to that. But there's in- some interesting. Uh, additions uh, going on here when a man takes a wife and marries her if he then uh, if then finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some indecency uh, in her that's key there uh, that indecency in her is not just um, uh, she's got a wandering eye she's been indecent and and he writes her a certificate of divorce um, and then it says if she goes and marries somebody else and he finds the same thing and he writes her a certificate of divorce, if that guy then dies, becomes a widow, she can't go back to her original husband. And and some of this thinking is it's thought that he's probably already has another wife. If he's gotten if he's given a certificate of divorce, he's probably it was very common to just to remarry. Single people were not the norm. Um so um then uh, as we keep going, we're going to get to another part uh, in chapter 25, the laws concerning uh, uh, levirate marriages, levirate marriages. Um, <clears throat> this is about Levitical uh, marriages, Levitical priest uh, marriages. But um, here's an interesting part of this. Um, if, you, if you get married and you're, if you're a woman and your husband dies, then your brother is supposed to, his brother is supposed to take you as a wife. Uh, then it says, and if the man does not wish to take his, take his brother's wife, this is all the way down in verse seven of chapter twenty-five. Then his brother's wife shall go up to the gate to the elders and say, my husband's brother refuses to uh, perpetuate his brother's name in Israel. Uh, he will not perpetuate. Uh, he will not perform the duties of a husband. In all of those things that we know. <coughs> so, 
uh, then his brother's wife, if, so if that happens, this is verse 9, then his brother's wife shall go up, go, go up to him in the presence of the elders and pull, no, first she's supposed to rat him out to the elders. Then the, uh, she's supposed to go, her husband, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, my, go to the elders and say, my brother's husband, my husband's brother refuses to perpetuate his brother's name in Israel and, and, and will not perform the duties of a husband. And so in verse nine, it says, then his brother's wife shall go up to him in the presence of the elders and pull his sandals off his foot, his sandal off his foot and spit in his face and shall shall answer and shall answer and say so shall it be to the man who does not build up his brother's house and the name of his house shall be called in israel the house of him who has his sandals pulled off his sandal pulled off and that is that is bait helas nail helas that's that's his new name so <laughs> it's fascinating stuff so she spits, pulls his sandal off, and spits in his face. So he's, I don't know, I don't know what that uh, this shoe wear thing is, but uh, so here's another one: miscellaneous law, one and eleven. This this one's fascinating. This one made me chuckle. I hope you're laughing with me. <laughs> I don't know if you will. <laughs> so, when men fight with one another. And the wife of one draws near to rescue her husband. Rescue her husband from the hand of him who has beating her, beating him, and puts out her hand and seizes him by the private parts. Then you shall cut off her hand. So she jumps into the fray. Third man in in hockey. She jumps into the fight, but she grabs onto his private parts and, uh, if she does that, she gets her hand cut off. And then it goes on to talk about this. Um, you shall not have in your bag two kinds of weights. You shall not have in your house two kinds of measures. A full and fair weight shall you have. And this is basically what's that saying. If a woman does something unclean, she gets treated just as if a man does something unclean. It, just because she's a woman doesn't mean the law goes easier on her. And vice versa. Just because he's a man doesn't mean he gets a lighter sentence than a woman. So you don't have two measurements. And that's about f being fair and just. And that's what this is talking about. And so uh, these things were not legal by anyone, but... Uh, they, they they have these miscellaneous laws that God puts in there because he knows how these people are very, the, the early Israelites are very tribal, very tribal people, um, very familial, uh, family oriented. And so, you know, if your husband's in a fight, it's very easy to jump in, but you, and it doesn't say you can't jump in, but it's saying do, do things right. Don't, don't uh, harm someone else's future. By, by grabbing on to his, uh, his future maker, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, so there you go. So that's, that's what we're talking about there. Uh, then, then, um, 
In 26, it just talks about offering tithes as you come into the land and reiterates this land flowing with milk and honey. So this was a, a really good land. And so uh, there's, there's another, in 27, it goes to the curses. Curses from Mount Ebel. <clears throat> there's all these lists of curses. Cursed is the man who makes a carved and cast or cast metal image, an abomination to the Lord, things made by the hand of craftsmen and set up in secret. And it says, curse anyone who dishonors their father. And it says, cursed is anyone who moves his neighbor's landmarks. That's a cool one. Cursed is anyone who misleads a blind man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Just keep going straight. You're fine. <laughs> cursed is anyone who lies with his father's wife. Now we're getting down to business. Cursed is anyone who lies with any kind of animal. Disgusting. Cursed is anyone who lies with his sister. There you go. Cursed is anyone who lies with his mother-in-law. There you go. Cursed is anyone who strikes down his neighbor in secret. Cursed is anyone who takes a bribe to shed innocent blood. Cursed is anyone who does not confirm the words of this law. So it's all these lists of curses. And then we get into then get into 28. And this is interesting. Uh, chapter 28, right away in the verse 1. If any, <clears throat> if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, be careful to do all his commands that I command you today. And the Lord your God will set you above, high above all the nations of the earth. So at this time, in this place, under the law, the voice of the Lord came through the law and the prophets. And this is the only way they get the voice of the Lord in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, now with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Lord comes through the Spirit and the Word. <clears throat> we have the Word of God, but we have the Spirit of God that we can hear the voice of the Lord through our spirit because it's connected to the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> so, in another one down the bottom, but if you will not obey, down the bottom, down the bottom of my page, it's verse 15 in, in chapter 28 for you and me, uh, but if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God or be careful to do all his commands and his statutes, I command you today that, that all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Now, and it goes on to talk about uh, curses, a bunch of curses. But uh, this is very similar here, <clears throat> obeying the voice of the Lord, uh, that in John, it talks about the Holy Spirit coming. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. This is a very similar connectivity except this is through the law and that is through the spirit in the new testament with the new covenant so that's really interesting uh the connections from old to new and and the thing is if you don't read the old you won't discover the connectivity from the old to the new <clears throat> um oh as we get into 29, there's, there's some uh, reference here that I, I made sure I wanted to pull this out. Uh, I'll start it in uh, chapter 29, verse 5. I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out, and you and your sandals have not worn out. So they didn't have anything wearing out for 40 years. And you have not eaten bread. You have not drunk wine or strong drink, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. And when you came to this place, Sihon the king of Heshbon, 
and Og, the king of Bashan. And we know about that area of Bashan. And Og, who was a uh, probably a Nephilim of sorts, came out against us to battle, and we defeated them. We took their land and gave it for their inheritance, Reuben and Gad, and half the tribes of Manassite. Uh, therefore, keep the word of the covenant, and do not remain may prosper in the land. <clears throat> These are... This goes on later on in 29, and I'm going to continue because uh, it talks. Then people, and this is verse 25. Then people will say it is because they abandoned the covenant of the Lord. The, uh, this, at first it talks about Sodom and Gomorrah, that God came and, and destroyed these places. And another place, Adma and Zebulun, uh, that he also did, that most people don't hear too much about. <clears throat> but it says, why did he destroy them? Then the people will say it is because they abandoned the covenant of the Lord and God of their fathers, which he made with them when he brought them out of the land of Egypt and went and served other gods and worshipped them, gods whom they had not known and whom he had not allotted to them. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was kindled against this land, bringing upon it all the curses written in this book. And the Lord uprooted them from their land in the anger and fury and great wrath and cast them into the other lands, uh, another land as they as they are today. <clears throat> and the secret things belong to... So this portion of scripture is showing their uh, understanding of the Elohim. Because both of those words, and they... they uh, they brought them out of the land of Egypt and went and served other gods, Elohim, other Elohim, and worshipped them. Elohim, gods, whom they had not known, and here's an important one, and whom he had not allotted to them. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit in a couple of chapters next week, next week's reading. But God allotted the rebelling Elohim and they turned against Yahweh. And God is telling them, you, these were not allotted to you, and you're not to worship them. And so uh, this is an interesting portion of Scripture that there's these rebelling Elohim, these divine spirits, and, and most of the time we think of them as demons, but they're, they're bigger than demons, higher than demons, and they are allotted... Uh, from the divine counsel of God to the rebelling people of starting off with Babel and continuing in that land and region. And this says, God's telling them, this was not allotted for you. I called you a people to myself. You are allotted to me. And next week, we'll talk more about that. And uh, third, for chapter 30, um, <clears throat> There's a verse that I picked up on uh, 12 of chapter 30. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear and do it. And then it says 14, but the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. That verse 14, the word is near you, is Romans 10, 8. That's exactly where Paul is drawing from. So then... 20, verse 20, love the Lord your God, obey his voice, hold fast to him, for he is your life. 
and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. That's what we got for Wake Up to the Word, Old Testament Thursday. Phew! Some interesting topics. Next week, we're going to get into Elohim allotted. You don't want to miss next week's episode. Join us then. Love you guys.